Queridos hermanos y hermanas. Dear brothers and sisters, good evening. Estoy contento. I am happy to be here among you. And to see once Pope again, Francis addressing indigenous people and others attending the Sacred Heart Church of the First Peoples as he continues his trip to Alberta. This has been a day of apology, of emotion. It's an important day, but one of many to come as our nation reconciles with its past. Later in the hour, Rai Moran will join us. He's with the University of Victoria. He is in Alberta. And this is part of his journey. Earlier today, that apology from the Pope. I have come to your native lands to tell you in person of my sorrow, to implore God's forgiveness, healing, and reconciliation. In Moscowitz, Alberta, Jennifer Wood of the Center for Truth and Reconciliation. It felt almost spiritual. It was uh, moving. Uh, you didn't see, there, were, there weren't a lot of dry eyes there, I'll tell you that much, because um, I was sitting near the front, and when I looked to my right, I could see an elder crying, and it made me cry, and I looked to my left, and I see another person crying. So, yeah, the, the mood was very... Um, I guess that's the word that comes to my mind is spiritual. Jennifer Wood is a survivor. I am good. I told my colleagues when I was finished that it was very emotional. And she asked me why. I said, because of the words that were chosen to speak. And it really res it really got to your heart. And, you know, I looked around. I know, I know survivors. And when I seen them crying, you know, I felt... You know, I had to really hold myself together, too. But, you know, when, when you start thinking about your family, five of my siblings were taken in a sweep of an afternoon. I'm the youngest of 12. So when you start thinking of everything that's happened from the inception of the residential school to now in 20, you know, 22, it just kind of really hits you that he's sitting there apologizing and using words like he felt remorse, his first step of his penitential forgiveness. He said the settlers could have embraced our spirituality. I don't know who wrote his speech, but I'm telling you, it really got to you. The National Residential School Crisis Line does provide immediately immediate culturally grounded emotional support and crisis intervention to survivors of residential schools and their family members. It's a 24-7 toll-free line at 1-866-925-4419. Richard in for Ben, joined by Brittany Hobson. She is a Canadian press reporter. And Brittany, a member of the Long Plain First Nation here in Manitoba. Great to talk to you. Thank you for joining us this evening. Hi, Richard. Thanks for having me. What was this day like for you? It was... Emotional. It, it definitely was an emotional day. Um, you know, as a reporter, you're there covering it and, and you're there, you know, doing a job, but you're also um, taking it in as well. And so uh, there was a moment, and especially I think it was after he, the Pope had said the words, I'm sorry, and there was cheers in the crowd and 
lots of clapping that that I had to just kind of step away from my reporter role for a moment and just take everything in. In our profession, we are lucky because we have an armchair to history. And sometimes we are closer to the story than we want to be. We're closer to the story so we can help tell the story. Given your background, your upbringing, those you have talked with over the years, your perspective is an important one. And I'm just wondering this Monday evening, as you start to reflect upon this, and you'll have other reflections in the days, weeks, and months to come, do you get a sense of the historic significance of today? Well, thank you for the acknowledgement and the question. Um, it It is very historic in the sense that survivors and families and communities have been calling for this for decades and but i think you know in in media itself has played a role in this haven't really been hearing enough about it about residential school the impact they have had um in mainstream media at least until recent years mm-hmm. and so i think I actually don't think I actually don't know if people really realize just how significant it is because we've really only been talking about the impacts and the intergenerational impacts um, in, a, in a larger context for the past couple of years, you know, since the TRC. But when you look at it and when, when these schools were started, and it's been more than a hundred years now it is historic that this apology took place today. As a French Canadian brought up really in a, in an Anglo environment, um, who was raised as a Roman Catholic grew up and was part of a media institution that I think for many years helped propagate and support the the myths of history. It is, as you aptly say, only recently that we've had this um, real attempt to look at history not through the eyes of those who wrote it as white people, but to start talking about history through an oral tradition, through an indigenous tradition, and to look at stories now that 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago were written off and give them new significance. And it's only in those last few years, uh, Brittany, that we're actually doing the right thing. And so while I get the sense that this is an historic day. I'm also looking at my social media feed with those that chose not to be there in Alberta today with some, with some trepidation, in some cases anger, and in other cases disgust that an apology is one thing, but actions are so, so very important. 
Did you get that sense in the crowd today that while this is important and significant, it's what happens next is so very important? Yes, I mean, you're right, right on with that point. And a lot of survivors that did speak today said, you know, this is only the beginning. And Pope Francis himself had acknowledged that as well. So there is still more work to be done by the Catholic Church. And I think like this for a lot of people it seemed like this was a starting point. This, you know, was kind of the point where they can move towards healing if they haven't gotten there yet. But it's not the end point. So I think yes, there is, and especially, you know, online there is a, a lot of that conversation, but we heard it today from a number of survivors, and they had a number of different calls to action that the church should be doing. And, you know, among them, we're sending the doctrine of discovery, um, handing over files that haven't been handed over yet, fulfilling their promises, and um, providing financial compensation. So this is definitely not the end, but I think uh, from what I heard, it's, it's the beginning. Let's pick up on that in a moment. Brittany Hobson is with us from the Canadian Press. She's a proud member of the Blong Plain First Nation here in Manitoba. I'm Richard in for Ben. It's a little more conversation. And hopefully from a lot of our ends, a whole lot more listening. You can text us anytime at 877-399-9898. I'm Richard in for Ben. Richard Cluche in for Ben. He returns tomorrow evening. During Pope Francis's first public appearance in Canada, he delivered a long-awaited apology to residential school survivors and begged forgiveness for the role the Roman Catholic Church played in the cultural destruction and the forced assimilation of Indigenous people. I am sorry. Those are the words many residential school survivors have been waiting decades to hear. That moment finally came when Pope Francis addressed hundreds of survivors at an event in the community of Masquachese. Tears streamed down the faces of Indigenous elders and survivors as the Pope stood before them and begged forgiveness for the deplorable evil committed by members of the Catholic Church. Survivor Evelyn Corkmax says she's glad she lived long enough to hear the apology, but it left her wanting more. Francis said the apology is the first step and there must be a serious investigation into what took place. Brittany Hobson, the Canadian Press, Masquachese. And Brittany is with us live this Monday evening. And, you know, as you reflect on the day and those that have said today is important, but the tomorrow and the tomorrow after that is even more important, help us understand the what's next portion of this and what needs to happen so that reconciliation can can happen. Because for a lot of Canadians, they listen to this and say, okay, we get it. What do we have to do now? And I think the hardest part of this for a lot of people has been just listening. And that's so very important. Well, when you look at the impacts this these schools or these institutions have had and, and use the word intergenerational because we see it play out in you know, the child welfare system and the correction system. So it's these the last school closed in 96, but the effects of it are still being felt in community. And 
while this apology is is one portion of people's journey of healing, there are still a number of things that need to happen uh, in order for communities to, you know, be able to uh, succeed and and to thrive. And so, I mean, if you put the the people apology aside, there still needs we need to address the systemic issues that are going on. And so I think that that's what survivors are, are meaning when, you know, they say this is only the beginning um, because these effects are still being felt. Uh, there needs to be more done with these systemic issues. And then, as I had mentioned earlier, I mean, with the church itself, you know, there's still a financial compensation that they, they haven't lived up to. So there's definitely a call for that. And then there is the rescinding the doctrine of discovery, which has been a major point that people have been talking about um, leading up to this apology. I think there was, um, or at least people had expressed disappointment that that was not included in the apology. So there are still things that the church needs to be doing, and and that will come, uh, or survivors will hope that will be coming. Do you get the sense that it may come in the days ahead simply because, well, I don't doubt the sincerity of the apology. This is a five-day trip in that um, the Vatican is skilled in uh, making news. And every day, if you want to make news, you apologize day one and then you start making announcements days two, three, four, and five and ultimately a federal government that has to make some announcements as well. So as you talk to people on the ground, do you get a sense from officials that there's more to come this week? I don't think so. The Indigenous groups in Quebec and in Nunavut have expressed that they would like to hear the apology in person themselves. Whether that will actually take place is to be seen. But the Vatican, like, they have been quite open to discussions, but with this trip, it seems like everything is pretty set in stone. Okay. So it would be surprising to see if they added on or, or discussed some of these things that have come up, because today was such a major um, moment. It seems like... They may be building off of that in the visits to come, but it doesn't seem like much will change in terms of the way the apology went or or what's to come next. And in that way, there's um, a body of opinion that says, yes, this is the first big giant step, but there are other steps and we're nowhere near what has to happen. Um, And one can understand why there's disappointment joy, emotion, absolutely as a result of this. But um, as we all know, it's one thing to apologize, but it's another thing to to really make a difference for your actions in the past and to make sure that you're not repeating the same behavior in the future. That's, yeah, that's correct. And the, the, the Vatican and the Canadian Catholic of bishop or Canadian Catholic bishops, they have, especially when it comes to the financial aspect, 
they've been, you know, grilled on it and even leading up to this trip. And they have expressed repeatedly that there is more to come. There is more to come, though they've been saying that for a while now. So, I mean, maybe at the end of the week there will be more to come, but I, I would say it would be surprising. Brittany, I appreciate the time and I appreciate your reporting and thank you for doing what you're doing. It's so very meaningful. We really appreciate you spending some time with us this evening. Thank you for having me and thanks for the conversation.